0: One of the biggest mysteries surrounding Sonny Liston versus Muhammad Ali is Liston's sudden and unexpected defeat in the rematch. It's about 15 rounds for the heavyweight championship of the world. Many theories suggest that Liston may have taken a dive to ensure Ali's victory. Additionally, there are conspiracy theories that claim the fight was fixed by powerful individuals in the boxing world, who wanted Ali to become the next heavyweight champion. The challenger from Louisville, Kentucky, Cassius Clay. Clay! As well as other darker intentions for Sonny. And
1: his opponent from Denver, Colorado, the heavyweight champion of the world, Charles
0: Sonny Liston! Liston! Sonny Liston, an American boxer was a world heavyweight boxing champion from September 25th, 1962, when he knocked out Floyd Patterson in the first round in Chicago. Served two terms in prison where he is said to have learned how to box. Though he gave his birth year as 1932, there is evidence that he may have begun his ring career as early as 1934 at the age of 17, under the name of Charles Sailor Liston. Now if that is true, he was 45 years old when he won the championship. Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers in history, no doubt. The first fighter to win the World Heavyweight Championship on three separate occasions. In addition, he was known for his social message of black pride and black resistance white domination and for refusing induction into the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War, Ali is known for his speed, footwork, and the ability to take a punch. His final record of 56 wins, five losses, with 37 knockouts, has been matched by others. But the quality of his opponents and his overwhelming success during his prime placed him amongst the elites. And did I mention?
1: You know who was the prosecutor. Robert Kennedy. are going to be talking about Muhammad Ali his rise to power is upset of the world of boxing and how he became the world's first three-time world heavyweight champion boxer Sonny Liston was before I fought him
0: considered one of the greatest fighters in history
1: but the controversy surrounding the very first time that he became heavyweight boxer when he defeated Saint list of eric you were telling me Mm. you had never heard of the uh conspiracy surrounding the phantom punch i have not let me set the scene for you we all know who muhammad ali right yes of course back then i'm sure everyone knew if you don't know now Everybody back then knew he was the biggest thing. <laughs> he was an upstart. He was a loudmouth. He liked to talk a big game. And as he was going in there, nobody knew that this guy was going to be the world icon that he is today. Everybody was like, yeah, hey, he's just another upstart. And here he is coming in talking a big game. He's going to try and beat the heavyweight champion, Sonny Liston. So that an upstart. He's going to defeat Sonny Liston. He gets into this fight. It goes on for several rounds I think 16 is the max in boxing I think it went to like the 11th round before eventually he defeats Sonny and it's a legitimate fight but everyone was so upset it was such a surprise no one thought that he was going to be beat ladies and gentlemen the timekeeper counted out listed in one minute of the first round one minute of the first round the winner I am knocked out and still the heavyweight champion of the world, Muhammad Ali. Sonny Liston was a big man. Huge. Probably, he has the biggest hands of anyone that's ever been a heavyweight champion. The massive guy very strong he would easily pummel many of his opponents into submission with just brute force well not brute but he was strong is what i'm trying to say for a heavyweight Mm -hmm. champion he was on the one side he had a lot of power whereas muhammad ali was smaller he was more agile but definitely could not go toe-to-toe with him in strength okay everyone favored What they didn't know is that Muhammad Ali would be such a master of doing what he called rope-a-dope. Obviously, it's kind of insulting to the people that he does this to, but he wouldn't hold his um, hands up in a proper guard, leaving his head exposed to try and get people to try and swing at his head. What he would do is he was a master of things just outside of range or just inside of range. But as they punched, he could pull his head back just an inch, and they just barely brushed the edge of his face. And in doing that, after he got them to lunge forward, or hit something on the very far edge of their reach, they're out there, they're overextended, you dodge that punch, and then counterpunch, and what he would call roping a dope. Or, yeah, rope roping. He used his very nimble fighting style to defeat Sonny Liston. So that's how he was able to upset what should have been, as most people saw it, an easy win because Honey was so much stronger. That was in uh, 1964. Next year, they did a rematch, and this is where the Phantom was on On I think it was like the third or the second round, very early on, Muhammad Ali gets that punch in and knocks out Honey Huston. Supposedly. Allegedly. And that's with the phantom punch? Because no one saw that punch. Very few people saw that punch. It's even on camera, and people, they see Muhammad Ali swing, but you can't really see the connection... Because uh, you're seeing the back of Sonny. Mohammed is swinging from the front uh, or, or swinging at Sonny's front. So Sonny's kind of blocking hit and Muhammad Ali is moving backwards at the same time he throws the punch. And they say there's no way that he could have had enough strength in that punch. On the back foot and knock out Sonny. Another thing is Sonny will rolled around on the ground and tried to get up and then would fall back down and roll around for a bit. And then try, get up, and then fall down. Until eventually the match was called for Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was standing in the ring telling Sonny, get up. And some bystanders heard him saying, Nobody's gonna believe this. Don't take their money, get up and fight. Wait, what could he be referring to?
0: Do you think it was staged? Like Sonny that's took a, a fake punch?
1: Not a fake punch. Took a real punch and then pretended it was a knockout. But why? I guess that's a conspiracy, huh? It is a known fact that Sonny Liston's manager was a member of the mafia who went to jail later on in life, racketeering. his boss, would deliberately rig, fight, and then bet against... The, the loser and then break in tons of money that's how they would stage fights interesting so
0: they so they stage this fight hmm. so that sunny's manager could make a lot of money or whatever so are, are we assuming muhammad that sunny pretty- is actually stronger than muhammad ali like he could actually defeat him in a in a boxing hmm. match
1: Probably not because he had been defeated previously. Uh. Um, and uh, Muhammad Ali went on to win the championship from 19, uh, off and on, from 1964 to 1981 is when he finally lost it for the last time. Huh. Almost over a 17 year period, Muhammad Ali dominated the boxing. This was just in the first year or two. So. We know that Muhammad Ali was a very good boxer. Maybe the best boxer there ever was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, it doesn't so it, it doesn't surprise me at all that he could beat Sonny Lisko. But a knockout in the third round? Now, if you're a mob boss, do you make more money off of your manager being the best fighter in the ring? Or being, you know, somewhere not the top, but maybe low on Oddly enough, a mob boss can make money more on someone who loses than someone who wins, obviously by betting against them. The way that they make money when they win is they skim off a portion of the winnings. Sure. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Sonny. It becomes much more clear when you know more about Sonny. He was born the 24th child out of 25. Uh, He comes from a family. What? Yes. Is the father the
0: same for all 25 children?
1: I assume so. Damn. But, uh, you know, that's, that's hard to tell because there is very little that's known about his early days. Not even his birthday is known. He doesn't have a birth certificate. When he was born, he was not given a birth what? certificate. Even his birthday is unknown. He was so poor. So. Up. His family lived on. He was a farmer well, growing up. It was, you know, a child laborer in the field. What
0: year was Sonny born in?
1: We don't know, but I would say probably around uh, 1930.
0: Okay, so was he just not born in a hospital? Is that why we don't have a...
1: He was born on a farm, no record of birth.
0: I see. Okay. And when he
1: died, we don't know how old he was when he died. Most people <laughs> say that he was 40 when he died. Some people say that he died when he was 50. We don't know. But he
0: died relatively young.
1: It was, yeah. Oh, it gets crazier, man. It gets crazier. This goes all the way to the JFK assassination. All right? You might actually clip that part out and put it at the beginning of this episode, because this goes all the way to JFK. Got it. You weren't expecting that, were you? I, no, I was not. So, Sonny went to jail at the age of about 20 or so young man and that is when it was discovered by the boxing world because in prison they allowed them to have a gym in the gym boxing was allowed and he was the best boxer in jail so when he got out of jail the mafia came and they took over it sent him uh, they trained him up uh they they set up fights for him it, like i said his boss if i can get his name he's he's a well-known mobster hmm. here it is Frankie Palomendo. I keep wanting to say Pimento because I love that kind of cheese. But it's pal- <laughs> Palomero. Though so I'm got a terrible thing with last names, and I'm saying Lisco and Pimento. You know I'm talking about different people, but we'll call him Blinky. Blinky was his mafia name. So I guess he blinked a lot, but the Blinky. mob
0: called him Blinky. What a a terrible mob name.
1: What is it about
0: mob names that include a description of the person? I always found that really weird. I don't know. Skinny Frank. Uh, I saw a... Long Fingers Jimmy or something.
1: Yeah, it's just, there was an appearance thing about them, and they just started nicknaming people. It wasn't a mob thing. It was just a cultural thing, I guess, of the Italian-Americans and... uh, that's where it came from there was no rhyme or reason to the nicknames i saw several reviews with lobsters watching this and one of them actually did why was he called that and the answer is well it's just that's what he looked like so we just started calling him that no rhyme no reason to it so i'm guessing when he is this guy's name nickname is blinky because he blinks a lot. And this guy is not your average looking, what you would think is a mobster, like a really tough looking guy. This guy looks like a short, um, white collar office worker. Blinky is not very. So, Blinky brand. A group that owned many different types, uh, many different boxers. Uh, there's a lot of famous ones that he directly managed. I can't remember. I should have written down like the other names, but there were some, there were some pretty big names that he also knew. But Liston is, is called the last great boxer that was ever owned by the mob. Whether or not that's true or not. I don't know he's the last one that was openly owned by the mob he would shave off money off of the top in fact one of his boxers fox boxer foxy what's the name it had something to do with fox there was a famous boxer by the name of has Fox or Foxy in his name. This guy said that he would win fights that he would get paid out forty thousand dollars was the winning money, and he would get maybe forty five dollars of it. Wow! No, no, he didn't get a cent from those ones. He paid taxes on it, but he didn't get a cent on it. So other fights, he get he got paid forty five dollars a week on average. The mob took all of his winning That's because sad. they put him there. What are you going to do when you get there? So Liston, even though he made tons of money by the IRS, was always struggling with poverty. He got out of prison, was picked up by the mob, and he was there till the day he died. He was broke till the day he died. Now, after he was defeated by Muhammad Ali... He went and he ran. He actually worked for the mob as an enforcer. Don't know exactly what enforcers do, but I would hate for the enforcer that comes to collect money on me to be a heavyweight champion, you know? it said that one of the last fights that he won, he was supposed to lose it. When a boxer deliberately loses, they, they call that diving. He's supposed to take a dive, which means you know he dives for the floor and pretends to be knocked out. So that's why why mm. they call it taking a dive, which is what they blame happened early on with Muhammad Ali. So if you have listed as your pawn, you're a mob member, and you're in charge of getting as much money out of this boxer as you can, you can't have him be your champion and get tons of money if he's constantly taking dives. So you can't really bet against him a lot. And also, there's another problem with always with rigging the higher up fights. Nobody's going to catch you if you rig the Super Bowl. I'm quoting a a mob member. But nobody's going to catch you. There's not going to be near as much scrutiny if you rig the game the previous week. You never hit the very top, or you try not to. As a general rule, you try to rig the lower down fights. So you're not going to make a lot of money on Liston if he's constantly winning. But when he's defeated by Muhammad Ali... These mobsters, they know the world of boxing. They know that Sonny's career has come to an end. Sonny isn't going to be the top dog anymore. So they're not going to be able to cash in on all of that prize money. They've got to make money off of them another way. But when the rematch comes the next year, they know that Sonny's not going to win. So how are they going to make a lot of money? Because there's multiple ways that you can bet. It's not just winning and losing. Like I was saying, there's 16 rounds. Actually, I don't know I should maybe Google this, but there's a number of rounds of boxing, and you can gamble these things many different ways. You can gamble win or loser, but in different pools, you can gamble so and so is going to win in this round. So and so is going to win in that round, you know? So the very first few rounds, like saying, oh, he's going to get knocked out in the first round, that is very unlikely, you know, two champions going head to so head. If you say, oh, Sonny's going to get knocked out in the, the third round, nobody's going to bet, everyone's going to bet against you because no one's going to think that one's going to win sonny might even win this one he was the heavyweight champion and then may they all these people are thinking that maybe uh, muhammad ali got lucky the first year and he's going to get on back on top with this rematch because Sonny is the big man. Sonny powers over Muhammad Ali.
0: So was he just taller than him or they was know, he bigger all around? Like-
1: he's bigger all the way around. Longer arms, probably can lift more. Like the dude is. I mean, Muhammad Ali's muscular. Mm-hmm. but he's not as big in the width of the shoulders and the size of the hands.
0: So he's like a lot overall. leaner than Sonny.
1: And I say he's leaner, but Sonny's lean too. <laughs> you look at the pictures, well, he's not like a, a fat guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's a, he's a boxer. He's a prime boxer, okay? So if they have him take a dive, Sonny, they have Sonny take a dive in the third round or whatever. I don't remember the exact. It was pretty early on. Then all these other people who were betting you know, I think so and so or Muhammad's going to win in the fifth, or Muhammad's going to win in the eighth, or it's going to go all the way to 16 whatever it is in that pool, the, they can cash in a lot more because there's a lot more people who are betting in different things. It's kind of like uh, if you were to look at it as a wheel, like a roulette wheel, they know which one it's going to end up in. And there's two different ones. If it's just the win or lose, like, Oh, I think Mohammed's is going to win. Or I think that Liston's going to win. And then there's only two spots for that ball to land. And then everyone who bet on the same side as to win or lose, and you only get the pool of the other half. But if there's 16 holes or 36 holes, I guess, and, and you know that it's, which one it's going to land in, then you get other ones. You get a much larger percentage of the uh, gambling winnings there. That's why they can still make more money, knowing which one he's going to take the dive in. So what I think happened is after. Sonny Liston lost. They knew that they weren't going to get the prize winnings anymore from Liston, so they decided to cash in on it. The next year, have him take a dive in the rematch so they can get all that they can get out of him. Hmm.
0: Now, I just looked up some stats against Sonny Liston and Muhammad Ali, and they're about the same. I mean, they weigh the same. Muhammad Ali was a little taller according to this really yeah Muhammad Ali was about an inch taller an inch and a half taller but Sonny Liston's chest like the length of his chest was wider he weighed no he weighed the same but his reach so it says here he has a reach of 84 and Muhammad Ali's reach was 79 so I guess he had lengthier arms but the age difference Liston at the time was 29 and Muhammad Ali was only 22 what it's
1: crazy Okay. Yeah. And to top it all off, the guy who went, the boss who owned Liston was eventually found out rigging lower down matches where, uh, and racketeering and all of that. And he went to jail. You know who was the prosecutor? You'll recognize the name as soon as I say it.
0: Um, prosecutor.
1: (laughs) My mind is drawing a blank. Robert Kennedy. Really? Yeah. What? Robert, but Sonny Liston's mob boss in jail.
0: Uh, that's crazy. No, I didn't, I, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of guy who Sonny Liston is affiliated with. He, after he retires from boxing, he does a few more fights and that sort of thing. And he tries to uh, get back and rise up to the top again, but he's defeated by a, a former challenger of his and that's when they decided his career is over and then he goes to Vegas and he continues working for the mob there constantly broken that sort of thing and then just seven years hmm. yeah just seven years after his fight with Muhammad Ali he died
0: uh, what did he die of was it like natural
1: causes Well, the coronary says that it was congestive heart failure congestive lung and heart failure mm. Okay. Now there it is kind of odd for an athlete to die before the age of sixty of congested heart failure. I mean think of we all know that exercise is one of the best things to prevent heart issues, right? Sure. So one this top athlete dies seven years after his prime due to a heart failure
0: i don't know i I would say it would really depend on his diet you could be physically fit but have a poor diet still die of a heart attack yeah
1: well it gets weirder okay heroin was found in his house but no heroin was found in his spot there was codeine and morphine found in his blood Coding and morphine. Now, more, now, these are, they say that uh, the, the, the doctor said these are, could be byproducts that happens when heroin breaks down. So it could have been that he died of an overdose. But his wife claims that he did not ever take heroin. The police officer who found the heroin said that everyone knew that he took heroin. It was a well-known fact.
0: Was it? Was it actually, or were the cops paid off to plant heroin in his house?
1: Pop is the only one that I've ever heard who said that he took heroin ever the fans of him said that he eared needles that he couldn't he, he didn't even want to go get a vaccine or any kind of shot he hated needles now huh. there was needle marks found on his arm so to make things even weirder the wife found him did not call the police immediately but called the lawyer first and then a doctor second Interesting. even though he was clearly dead she called the doctor there, there's a lot of weird things that don't add up because he was already dead and decaying by the time that she found him he had been dead for a few days because he had been living in their second house hmm. in, in Vegas, which is where he worked. And when she, he stopped answering the <laughs> call for a lot he then drove over, back on him, and found him dead. So, then she calls a doctor, knowing that he's been dead for a few days. That's a bit weird. The police say that what she did is she took away the needles, because no needles were found in the house. The police say that she cleaned up the needles to prevent people from knowing he had been taking heroin. Because there was just heroin, no needles found.
0: Um but where are we getting the wife's At- account from? Is that a police statement or is that a public statement that she made? You know, my source here doesn't say. Because if it's also that- from the police statement, then the whole story sounds bogus.
1: There's another thing too. If it's the mob that killed him, that's not the way that the mob normally kills people. Normally the mob will send a message when they kill some. Right. But then again, maybe they wanted this one to be quiet. There's another theory. The reason they killed him because obviously whenever you're looking into a murder mystery you've got to find motive now what motive would the mob have still listen there's three that they put forward one he refused to take a dive in a fight when he was trying to rebuild his career because um, he was very obsessed with the lost fame that he had and so his ego would allow him to take the dive um, two he had angered someone in the mob it was known that while he was was in LA and he was at one of the casinos that he uh, worked at. One of the the big guys in the mob was there and he came up to him and was kind of playing around with him and pretending like he was going to punch him, which is a pretty big threat from, you know, Sonny Liston and you know, a punch from him is a pretty serious thing. And the mob boss didn't find it funny at all, looked him in the eye and said, if you hit me, you had better kill me. If you don't, you'll be dead within 24 hours. So it's possible the second reason is he pissed somebody on mafia off three he knew too much they didn't have it wasn't making them money anymore and he was just in the loose end they needed to tie up because if it was true that he had been taking dives and fights for him and he knew a lot about how things work he may have done recruiting for them he may have told the other boxers who were lower down hey you've got to do this you know when they ask you to do stuff you do it mm. and there's no telling He knew, and being no longer an asset to him he was just a liability. I might have just decided to put him down and buy out the loose end. Although those are the three big ones that I could see.
0: Maybe it was a mixture of it like he was no longer useful and he knew too much.
1: Yeah, and he did have people in the mob who didn't like him. Right. Not like the very top, but because he was in the Vegas group, I think, in other areas other mobs didn't like him i think he was in good standing with the mob best of my knowledge which is very little with the group in vegas but i know that at least one other lobster didn't like him oh with all that no known about sunny liston originally when i first stumbled across this i was like nah This is just people being mad at Muhammad Ali because this very first came out. Muhammad Ali won the first year. People didn't know how good Muhammad Ali was, and he was a very political guy, Muhammad. He refused the draft in uh, 1963, which was three years after he became heavyweight champion. He was drafted into Vietnam, and he refused. Because of that, he was prosecuted with a felony draft dodging and he was actually removed from boxing for a few years uh, he was very opposed before the draft of being a uh, he was very against the, the war in Vietnam So he was outspoken on that too he also changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and he uh, was associated with Malcolm X Malcolm X mm. uh, and him actually for a time and uh, Malcolm X was extremely political so
0: also, just since we, since you brought it up, that he changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, it was very difficult for him to change his name. So
1: well, that could have been gone back into people just trying to make his life hard for him. Muhammad Ali was a bit of a hothead. He was out there. He liked to make a big show. That was all part of his strategy for for popularity or that sort of thing. He wanted, because for most boxers, their job is to be a good boxer, right? You would think that's the, the job of a heavyweight boxer. But Muhammad Ali, he didn't just be a good boxer. He sold tickets. He got people invested. He wanted you to You couldn't tear your eyes away from the boxing scene. You had to watch. You were invested. But whether you liked him or you hated him, everyone knew who Muhammad Ali. Everyone had an opinion of him. Everybody today still knows who Muhammad Ali was. Not because he was a great boxer, which he was, but because he was very outspoken and he drew a very strong social presence and the media flocked to him and they, they wanted to give him interviews and he gave those interviews. He never turned down an interview. And the interviews were captivating and people wanted the interviews and it was a self-feeding cycle and people got very hyped up about his <laughs> fights and he sold Muhammad, he knew knew a little bit about the business side of it. So he was a good showsman. Yeah, and he knew that the more he could hype him up, the more tickets that were sold, the more tickets that were sold, the bigger the price. So he loved to insult people. Like Sonny? (laughs) called Sonny ugly. He said that Sonny was, he called him a gorilla, which that was at the time, and still is, a big insult to be calling Sonny because Sonny was also black. Another fighter that he went up against, he also uh, did a similar thing too was um joe fraser i don't know if you've heard that name but it, it's a sure.
0: pretty big i know joe fraser
1: called joe fraser a tom cat a tom um referred to him as uh the guy the uncle in tom's cabin a, a uncle somebody it was i, I don't know about definitely that a big insult to joe fraser and the funny thing is because when muhammad ali was stripped of his title and removed from the boxing scene he wasn't allowed to participate in heavyweight boxing the next the person who became heavyweight boxer after him was Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier wanted to fight Muhammad, but he couldn't. And he actually supported and was friends with Muhammad Ali while Muhammad Ali was not able to box for like the next four years.
0: A couple years, um, yeah.
1: Until he was, he paid for Muhammad Ali's training and food and like a lot of stuff because Muhammad Ali was almost unemployed pretty much because mm. he was a boxer and he couldn't box. So it really helped out <laughs> Joe Frazier. And then as soon as, back and re- going out there and making all these public statements about how ugly Joe Frazier is and that sort of thing. Yeah, because he, he, he that's used that's a lot of theatric-
0: theatrics and stuff.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people disliked Muhammad Ali because that's what he wanted. He wanted you to either hate him or love him, but he didn't want you to not have an opinion. So he went out there and <laughs> stepped on everyone's <laughs> post. Or So So some people loved him, some people absolutely hated him. So some people came thinking, I'm going to go that fight. I'm going to watch your fraser beat muhammad ali and that sold a ticket mm. mama didn't care you love me they still watch me so i always thought that this whole phantom punch thing was just people who couldn't accept that sonny liston had been beat by muhammad ali they're like no it wasn't fair muhammad no nah, no nah, nah, he's not that good sonny can beat him he just took a dive that's all but it wasn't until i started looking into it that i like no not only is the mob connection to sonny Lisko there it is undeniable the facts are there. you cannot dispute the fact that he worked for the mob. He worked for the mob from the time that he was 22, or roundabout, because we don't actually know how old he was at what times. From, from then to the day he died, he worked for the mob. And that is known. Then we also know that mob deliberately went out in rigged fights. And then he died in an unusual fashion. It's just, I, when I went into this, I was thinking, nah, man, this is just a funny story of people who don't like Muhammad Ali because of his showmanship. Nah. I think that listen through that fight. I'm not a boxing expert, but I've been told that if you get knocked out by a punch, you don't behave in the way that Sonny did. People do roll around and fall down and do that sort of thing, but that's when it's a um, a liver uh, knockout. But if it is a concussion, nah, you just fall down on the ground, maybe shake and twitch a little bit, but you don't kind of stumble around on your hands and knees and then try to get up and then fall back down again. So it was the wrong symptoms to the hit along with the fact that Nah, he was definitely connected to the, the mafia. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Not only did the mobs have him take a dive in their first rematch, mm-hmm. they also used a little heroin to uh, get rid of a problem of theirs in L.A. Not L.A., I uh, guess. All of that for pretty crazy. That's pretty nuts. And yeah, the 70s were a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't um, when all the assassinations started happening of uh, JFK and um, uh, Martin Luther King. King and um, Robert Kennedy? Wasn't that all in the 70s? Uh,
0: I don't know when Martin Luther died.
1: I know that they, they all
0: died around the same time. Let's see. Martin Luther Jr., King Jr., okay, died April 4th, 1968. So, you know, around the, around the, before, a little before the 70s. Oh, that was before the 70s. And
1: when was uh, Robert Kennedy died? When was Robert Kennedy assassinated, I should say?
0: <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy. Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated June 6, 1968. Wow. So, uh, the same year as Martin Luther.
1: Yeah, that was, a it was a time for assassination.
0: Coincidence?
1: No. It was politically charged. I wonder, though, if there's going to start being assassinations now. Because politics is getting pretty crazy these days. I would hate to see a return to that sort of time.
0: No, I don't think we'll have assassinations these days. I think most of our outspoken presidential candidates and even just famous public speakers, I think they kill themselves (laughs) with the things they say. (laughs) Career-wise. Career-wise.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Eric? you think that Sunny took a dive? It uh, certainly
0: looks that way, doesn't it? The only thing that I'm kind of questioning right now is why the whole heroin bit with Sonny? I'm sure they could have made it look like, a, like an accident or a suicide or something, but what's the whole drugs angle?
1: Well, now that you mention it, he had actually been in a car wreck just shortly before him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If if it was well known that he didn't take drugs, didn't like needles, then what was, what? why the heroin? That's the thing I don't understand. And I still really want to yeah. figure out why his wife called the lawyer and the doctor first, even though he had been dead for a few days. Yeah. I want to know if that was just a story that was put out by some paid cop or if that was actually... Actually, what she did, because if that's what she if actually elf, did, then that adds a whole nother layer of confusion. Like, why?
1: Why? It was also a um, a Vegas cop, and the mob they have a connection with the cops in the city that he worked for. You know?
0: Yeah. Interesting story. Was all
1: the business had in the seventies. Yeah, of course, if they had cops, at least some cops. In Vegas.
0: Yeah, of course. Still, so much we don't know about what actually happened. That's crazy. I wonder if Muhammad Ali yeah. ever spoke about Sonny when he found out that he died.
1: Uh, I think that he, he wrote a few books or had a, a ghostwriter write some books. And I think that he has mentioned some things in the books, but I wouldn't know if to trust those. Because a lot of those books, when they get to the editor, you know, maybe they whitewash things. They don't want you to sure. speak. and The book was written, I think, in the 80s or 90s. I don't know. And I didn't, I didn't actually do a lot in the book, but I, I've heard the book referenced. And I think that both of the time he says nice things. People. And I think the things that he says that are mean, controversial, probably don't make it past the editors.
0: Mm. Well, that was a very interesting episode. Thank you,
1: Conrad. Yeah, when I started digging into this, I was like, oh, that'll make an interesting one. We haven't done a sports-related conspiracy. And then I got in there like, mafia? Kennedy? <laughs> I've been wanting to do this one for a while, so. And I hope that uh, y'all found it as exciting as I did.
0: Mm, I did. That was very interesting. Well, I suppose that will conclude today's episode, unless you have any last things to add.
1: Do not take any business opportunities from the mob, because <laughs> it doesn't matter how good of a contract they tell you. Illegal contracts are not enforceable by law, and they will rip you off.
0: Mm, I feel like that's common
1: sense, but hey. Well, maybe not. And the mafia always goes to the people who are desperate and poor when they make those deals that you can't refuse them. So Very true. If you're broken, desperate, and the mafia comes to you with millions of dollars to work for them, know that it's better to die than to work for them. You'll get into that and wish that you had never done that. That's yep. my understanding. <laughs> final thought on it is do not work with the mob
0: that will conclude today's episode thank you so much for listening to bizarre conspiracies if you want to email me or conrad you can do so at bizarreconspiracies@gmail.com. at gmail.com that's all one word bizarre at gmail.com again thank you for listening and as always we will catch you in the next episode